Welcome to the A-Plus EdTech Podcast. My name is Ashley McBride, and I'm an instructional technology facilitator from North Carolina. In this episode, we're going to focus on the new North Carolina digital learning competencies. These competencies were created in reaction to the 2013 House Bill 23. This House Bill required that the State Board of Education create and implement digital learning competencies. In June 2016, those competencies that had been created were approved by the Board of Education. From that point on, the state of North Carolina Department of Public Instruction has been working with districts and letting them know that these competencies will be implemented starting in July of 2017. Now, there were two sets of competencies released at the same time. One of them refers directly to teachers, while the other one refers to administrators and what they're expected to do. In this episode, we're really just going to overview those teacher competencies. We're not going to get too bogged down in digging deep into them, and we're also not going to address the administrator competencies right off the bat for two reasons. One, I wanted to make sure that everyone had a clear understanding as to what these were and what the implications were for North Carolina teachers. And two, I haven't had much of a chance to sit down and really dig into the administrator competencies. I do plan to do that at some point as I will be trying to help my administrators understand it. And as I do that work, I'll be sure to share all of, the, all of my thoughts with you. As far as the teacher digital teaching and learning competencies go, there are four domains. Leadership and digital learning, digital citizenship, digital content and instruction, and data and assessment. When I first heard about these competencies, I was convinced that what I was going to end up seeing was a list of things that teachers should be teaching to students, like teaching them to be digital leaders, teaching them digital citizenship, teaching them digital content, and using digital digital tools in their instruction, and also using different data and assessment tools that were also digital. But that's not what I ended up seeing. What I saw instead was a blueprint for what teachers need to do to make sure that they are digital citizens, that they are digital leaders, and that they are participating in the digital world. Now, if you think about it, that seems like a lot to ask, but is it really? Do you really want to have teachers who are preaching to their students that they need to participate in the digital world in order to stay ahead, but then don't practice that themselves? We have to be willing to jump out there. We have to be willing as educators to do the things that we tell our students to do. One saying that teachers often put out there when they ask what their goal is for their students, their long-term goal, is to create lifelong learners. The problem is some of us don't model that. And I will admit that there were times in my career when I probably didn't model being a lifelong learner very well. As I've spoken to different people about these competencies so far just over the summer, one of the things that I keep getting hit with is, isn't this just one more thing? Isn't this just one more thing that teachers have to worry about? One more piece to an evaluation that they have to consider? One more thing on top of everything else? I don't think so. I think for the majority of teachers, and I know this for a fact for the majority of the teachers that I work with, 
they're already doing these things. They're already implementing digital tools into their classrooms. They're already demonstrating digital leadership through social media. They're posting online. They're celebrating things with their students. These things are already being done. All that is happening is that it is now being made a priority by the state. If you're a teacher in the state of North Carolina, you're probably wondering, how does this affect my evaluation? Does this affect my licensure? Basically, you just want to know what you need to do. So the first thing I want to say is, as of right now, it doesn't quite affect your evaluation, except you can look at these digital learning competencies, and if you improve in those, you're naturally going to improve in your evaluations. These competencies pretty much hit most of the items that you see in your evaluations. It just has the digital spin. Now, as far as your licensure is concerned, the change that's being made is that starting in 2019, teachers are going to have to have two digital courses in order to update their license. So if your license is being updated in 2017 or 2018, then you're good. But anytime your license is updated after 2019, you're going to have to have two digital content courses. This basically means 20 CEU hours. These hours will replace two of the general education courses that you previously had to do. So the number of hours are not going up. You just specifically have to make sure you hit 20 hours of digital content. In recognition of the need for these CEUs, the State Department came up with a program over the summer that showcased teachers teaching about the digital learning competencies and ways to implement them in the class. In fact, I'm standing in the middle of a hotel room in Lumberton, North Carolina, as we prepare for our last stop in this crazy roadshow of a conference. We've been all over the state of North Carolina in the last two weeks. If you're on Twitter and you want to see some of the things that happened at these conferences, all you need to do is search for the hashtag NCDLC, and you'll see a number of great sessions that were presented, and you'll see a lot of fun being had. It is my sincerest hope that the State Department continues to put on these types of conferences, not just because I like to present, but because I've learned a lot of stuff from the other presenters. And basically, if you're familiar with NC Ties, it's just a mini version of NC Ties, which is great because traveling around the state allows people who are not normally able to travel to NC Ties access to these. And also, it's free. And that's the best part. Learning should not always cost you tons of money. So for those people who don't live near Raleigh, North Carolina, where NC Ties takes place, and they can't afford to not only take a couple of days off, but to also pay for the conference so they can attend NC Ties, this is a great way to get some of that face-to-face. In the time that I've been able to work with this little traveling conference, 
I have met so many wonderful educators from all across the state, and I've been able to really take the time to sit down and have some deep discussions about the way that we instruct our students and ways that we can use digital tools to help our classrooms to be not only more engaging, but to allow us to empower students and give them a voice and to make our jobs a heck of a lot easier. I know that some teachers are already starting their school years. Some are a couple of weeks in, others are just a couple of weeks before they get started. But before things get into that full swing and that nitty gritty, I ask every teacher to do one thing. Stop and read these competencies. Just look at them. They're pretty broad, and I mean that in the way that you can read one of these standards or one of these competencies and you can meet that competency in a multitude of ways. So I want you to read these and then I want you to choose one. Choose one that you're going to try to do better with this year. You may be wanting to look at leadership in digital learning and join a PLN, a digital PLN like Twitter or Voxer or Facebook Become a connected educator, start blogging, or you might be wanting to focus on digital citizenship, creating lessons that allow you to model good digital citizenship while still teaching those lessons to your students. Or you may focus on digital content and instruction. You may need to go and find the best learning management system for your classroom. Maybe you need to Start using some coding in your lessons. Have students work within their makerspace. Or it might be as simple as having them to create something like a video or a blog. Or you can focus on some data and assessment. Have you been utilizing your data in a way that allows you to fill in the gaps before they become major holes in your students' learning? Have you been using data or assessments in a way that allows you to better understand your students and utilize that information appropriately? Have you used some digital tools to help you gather that information? Have you given students the ability to gather that information themselves so they can better learn what they need to know? Whatever you choose, just make a goal. Try to learn something about it. There are a million places where you can learn these things. You can find them on Twitter. You can listen to podcasts. I'm kind of partial to that one myself. Um, You can join a Voxer group. If you don't know where to start, then feel free to reach out. Whether you have a tech facilitator yourself, a digital learning coach, an instructional coach, an administrator, Or if you feel like you can't reach out to anybody in your own district, feel free to go out on Twitter. I'd love to hear what your goals are, and I'd love to help you. You can find me at A plus EdTech on Twitter. You can also go to my website, aplusedtech.com. You can leave me comments. You can send me emails. And we can connect and work together as a digital PLN because... We're in this together. All educators are in this together, and we're always better when we share. If you head over to my website, aplusedtech.com, 
you'll find a link to the State Department's webpage where they explain all about the digital learning competencies. I'm also going to go ahead and post links to those competencies for you, along with some other resources that I've gathered. 